Welcome to Standing Grace with Alan McQuarrie, a ministry of Grace Community Church in Brockville, Ontario. I'm your host, Alex Philippi. We all know life is hard, but Jesus is here for you. He wants to encourage you through his word and remind you that you can always stand in his grace. Well, it's hard to deny that we are living in a very evil day. It doesn't take a lot to look around and see what is happening on the news and to see what is happening in the world and realize there's a lot of craziness in the world right now. There's a lot of evil in the world right now. You know, sometimes we have become immune to such evil because we have grown up in it. We only know a world that has fallen. We don't know anything else. We don't know a world of peace. We have only known conflict and trouble and starvation and famine and abuse and all sorts of terrible things. But there are times when the evil is so great, so strong, that it kind of rises above all else and it becomes very apparent. What does the Word of God has to say about such times? Well, there's a lot of passages that we could look at, but one of the things we do realize is this. It is not of God. Such evil is always the work of the enemy. See, we live in a world that is at conflict. Satan is very active, and he's doing a great work to confound the wise and to cause trouble. And at the same time, we need to realize that in that conflict, Satan is behind the evil. He stirs the hearts of people. He causes evil thoughts. They are individuals that rise above all others for being so evil. But we do realize they're not as evil as they could be. Because God, the Holy Spirit, restrains the amount of evil that is possible. But there's certainly evil. And in these times, Satan is behind it, pushing and motivating and, and generating this evil. Well, what do we do? Well, we do have to realize that Christ understood what that was like because he who walked this earth and who lived a life that was perfect and sinless and who spent all his time teaching and healing and ministering and caring and loving, he was despised. He was hated. They, they loathed the Lord Jesus. They sought to have him killed multiple times. Why? What was, what was so wrong with Jesus that they would do that? Well, the answer is they hated his message. They hated what he stood for. They hated what he claimed to be. They hated what he was confronting. And Christ was confronting the evil. He was the light of the world. And men love darkness rather than light, for their deeds are evil. And Christ was confronting that evil in the world. And so he was despised. They wanted a world where all roads lead to God, whatever that God might be, a higher consciousness or a journey on some spiritual path or, you know, a God of love, whatever that God is. They just want, as they do today, 
All roads lead to God. But Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Heavenly Father but by me. John 14, 6. And then Peter would say the same thing in Acts 4, 12. Salvation is found in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And then the Apostle Paul in 1 Timothy 2 says there's one God and one mediator between man and God, the man Christ Jesus. So both Paul, Peter, and Christ all acknowledged there's not many ways to God. There's not many ways to eternal happiness and bliss. It is only in Christ. And that offends. That causes the evil to arise. Behind every evil, Satan is motivating and pushing. So what do we do? Well, as redeemed believers, we could just sit and go, oh, well, none of my business. But then we soon become part of the problem because we are called to be light in this darkness. We are called to be a light set on a hill, radiating that light outwards and forwards. But, however, we need to understand that we have to appreciate the role that we can play in the midst of all this time of evil. And what is it? Well, the most powerful thing we have, and that is prayer. Prayer is invoking the authority of the resurrected God, the power that rose Christ from the dead, that rolled that stone away. We can invoke that power by prayer and say to God Almighty, the creator of this universe, Lord, Lord, push back the evil. Push back the wickedness and evildoers. And let the light of Christ shine forth. See, one of the things that we forget is we don't understand that God is actively involved in this world and he is doing all things for his own glory and his own purpose. But we don't see that necessarily. We don't understand that out of wickedness, God always achieves his eternal purpose. Things always end up for the glory of God, even though at first it seems like madmen are out of control. How must it seemed for the people who lived in Jerusalem when Nebuchadnezzar came and invaded the land and came into Jerusalem and burned the city and desecrated the Holy of Holies? How terrible it must have been when they took young men away in chains in slavery. But God was in it all. God had a great purpose to bring forth the Messiah through it. You see, we don't see what God is doing because so often we're caught in the middle of the evil itself. And so it is by faith that we say to the Lord, Lord, I don't understand what is happening. I don't understand why you're allowing this. I don't understand why I have to go through this. I don't understand, Lord, why I need to see this. But we need to say, but Lord, you are in control. You are the sovereign king overall. The world is not 
in chaos. It is not spinning like a top out of control. It is under the hand of the Almighty God who is working all things for his glory. That I know. So what do we do? We pray. And what do we pray? Well, let me give you some things to pray for today. Pray that the holiness of God is revealed to those who are wicked. Because like light that shines in the darkness, the mice run away, the rats flee. There's something powerful about holiness that causes wickedness to cease and to be confronted and exposed. And so we do need to pray, Lord, let your holiness in this land be revealed. In our country, with all the evil that is going on here, let alone in other countries around the world, we certainly say, Lord, let your holiness be exposed. Let your holiness be seen. Let your holiness be understood, sensed, felt, revealed. Let your holiness, O Lord, sweep across our country. Then we also need to pray, Lord, I pray for those of our brothers and sisters in Christ, my fellow believer, who, like me, is unworthy, but have been obtained by the grace of God and adopted into the family. They are my brothers and sisters in Christ, wherever they are. I may never meet them this side of eternity, this side of heaven. I may never meet them, but I have something in common with them. We can all say, Abba, Lord. We can all cry out to the Heavenly Father equally because they are my brothers and sisters. And so, Lord, I pray for them. I pray that you protect them. I pray that whatever is the urgent need on their hearts, that Lord, that I agree with their prayers. Give them, provide for them, look after them. Whatever they are crying out to you for, Lord, I just want to stand behind them and say, yes, I agree. So pray for our Christian brothers and sisters. Pray that the kingdom of God grows in the midst of this evil because the reality, even in church history, proves that Christianity flourishes in times of darkness. It's in time of quote-unquote freedom and liberty that Christianity is beaten back by liberalism. But it is times when there is oppression that Christianity flourishes. So, Lord, let your kingdom grow. Let the kingdom gospel go into this country, go into this land like it has never gone before. Let men and women and children hear the gospel from other believers who come alongside them and share the word of God. So, Lord, let your kingdom grow. Often you will find that God allows or ordains difficulties for the purpose of causing the kingdom to grow. Remember in Acts chapter 1, when there was such persecution, what happened? The church shared the gospel everywhere they went. As they fled, as they ran, as they tried to get away from the persecution of Saul, who would later become Paul, the Bible says that they spread the gospel everywhere they fled to. What a great testimony that is. And God has a purpose in allowing difficulties so that his kingdom will grow. So pray for that end. Also pray that God would push away 
those who are harmful. Because certainly, yes, God does not stand by and allow evil to manifest itself. He is in control. So pray that God would push back those who are evil and prevent them from doing further harm. But also pray for that those who are innocent would be healed, would be comforted, and that they would cast their eyes upon Jesus. Pray that the Christian church would get up and have a backbone and get out and start witnessing. There's another good one, because that's so often the case. We become so complacent that no one's out doing evangelism. And then all of a sudden, it's such desperate times, people are telling each other about the hope that they have in Christ. So pray for that. Pray that the Christian church stands up and is very clearly present. But most of all, pray for peace. That God would show in the spiritual lives of people the peace that they need to know Christ as their Savior. But pray for peace as well, because we want to have a life that is free from harm and difficulties. We want to be a people who love and care for one another as Christ did. Yes, evil is here. Evil's all around us. That is why you today, as a believer in Christ, have an important role to play. Let's pray tonight. Pray that God would do a great work in the midst of great evil. Thank you for being with us today on Standing Grace. I'm Alex Philippi inviting you to join us for more teaching like this in person at Grace Community Church in Brockville, Ontario. And to join us online at standinggrace.com. Until next time.